So, what's good, y'all? Welcome to the episode of Thoughts Pen Podcast. It's your host, Chai Solo. This week, I got a very special guest. We go way back like car seats and spinal cords, bro. So, go ahead and notch yourself. Hey, uh, I am, I'm Rashad. Shit. Um, <laughs> damn. I didn't think about that. Yeah, I, I'm Rashad. You know, uh, uh, they call me Big Shot. They call me Med. Uh, they, they didn't call me four or five different names based off of where I lived. Um, I think the coolest one, they, 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 they just shortened my last name and started calling me Med in L.A., so I really started to like that one, but it's too cool for now. Just call me Rashad. <laughs> Bet yeah. that then. Bet that then. So uh, I guess go ahead. If you want to, bro, you can tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. You don't want to talk about, like, your occupation or anything, but, like, however you want to, like, describe Med to the people that don't know you. Let's see. Let's see. Um, I'm from Maryland. You know, like I said, we both go back. You know, I'm from the Maryland area. Um, spent some time down in Florida. Now, one thing, you know, I don't want to share too much about my job, but I do want to share that I am a full sale graduate. You know, uh, I'm getting to that age where I, like I want to share that shit. Yeah, I want to let people know that's that's where you should. You know, it's a good place. Uh, you know, good place to learn. It was like boot camp. You know what wow. I mean? Got me right. Got me right. And I uh, left there. Went to L.A. Uh, did my thing out there for a little while. I try to lean on uh, the short the short amount of uh, comedy experience I had out there. Right. Um, I played uh, the comedy store. That was probably like the biggest thing I'd done ever. Wow. You know? um, but uh, it was a it was a it was a real quick real quick brief uh, experience. Fell off quickly. Um, Hollywood will get you. It'll kick your ass. Like L.A. will kick your ass. Um, Damn. Yeah, L.A. L.A. was hard, and uh, I decided to carry it up here to Seattle, where I'm, I'm living quite comfortably now, starting to enjoy life. You know, wow. I'm so, starting to hear that. Yeah, I, what I will say about L.A. for all those who want to move out to L.A. L.A. is a level two city. It's a it's a it's a part two, and I tried to go there and do part one, and that wasn't right. Didn't work out. Damn. So what is like? I guess the real quick, what is a part two city technically? As in, like, you should have yourself established before you get out there. Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. You should have. You should own. So you should own something where you're leaving. Ah, I see. You know, you should. You should. You should be like that. You know, you should. You should be. You should have been there, done that, got the t-shirt. You know, career. You know what you're doing. You got a plan. And if you're going out there to do entertainment. Mm-hmm. Uh, my advice is for you is do what you can do where you live now and wait for that. Wait for somebody to pay for your ticket to come out there. That's smart. Yep. 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 When, when, when universal, when, you know, somebody big out there is trying to pay you for a meeting to come out there or when you got enough to just start your own shit, then you go out there. Cause it's too expensive, man. Way too expensive. <laughs> man. Hell yeah. That kind of goes to the pinnacle of the week, but we could write about that for a second. But yeah, yes, like sir. when I went to visit LA my first time in like 2013, bro, I said in the podcast a long time ago, but um, yeah, like it was humbling. Cause I'm thinking like celebrities and shit out there, everything's going to be like, everybody's friendly and shit. Not saying people aren't. Cause I mean, I do know some local natives, but right, right. it's different. Like right. it was a great, but it was a necessary, like I could say like experience because they, kind of took away that facade thinking like it's all glitz and glamour when it's not yeah because yeah. i was in south central most of the time the first one out there i mean i went to the hills and shit too when i was in south central i'm like so i'm right back at home like yeah right yeah. back in pg somewhere man but like, you know what? what it's not like back home yeah. uh back home i knew people like my family my family moved all over maryland right mm-hmm. moved all over maryland you don't move all over la and if True. you do it's not a good situation you know what i mean right. like if you if you're out there and you and you live on the south you know what I mean? Then that means your family probably been grinding. You got somebody that works for the city. 
mm-hmm. in your family. You got somebody that works for the school system. You got somebody that does this. You got somebody that's been working at the Staples Center for 30 years. Right. And that's about it. You know what I mean? And then you got people up in the hills, you know, who've been doing the entertainment grind for X, Y, Z. It's only two industries. You know what I mean? Every city has their industry. That's and real. their industry is 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 the, the big wig shit, you know? So everybody I met out there was rich or poor. Nobody in between. Wow. Damn. That's real. That, yeah. that, I can relate to that to a degree, too. Like, well, most of my friends, like, more so, I wouldn't say they're quote-unquote poor, but they didn't have it, like, mm-hmm. the way mm-hmm. it's, it's portrayed on TV. You mm-hmm. know? I'm not going to say like they were, like, have-nots, but it was just like, all right, humble yeah. beginnings, you know, yeah. hard work, blue-collar type stuff. You know, kind of like, uh, I would say, like, of a Maryland middle class, yep. so to speak. I'll put it that way. Yep. Yeah, in context. So yep. speaking of that, do you think because uh, it's the pen all the week, do you think all life lessons can be learned through love or is hardship a necessity for growth? Man. So. Damn, I've seen I've seen a bit of both, man. OK, I can relate. I've seen it both. There's strength and love. But like in the society that we live in, we capitalists, you know, uh, I know that's everybody's favorite word right now, but hardship you know, makes you tough and it makes you strong. Let's look at it like, um, you know, what what would you think right now if we were sitting and we were talking to two different dudes, right? Mm-hmm. One dude is trust fund baby. Uh, parents made it all, gave it all, went to the best schools, you know, hung out with the best people, was around the best circles, everything. So you consider that love in our culture, right? Yeah, we do. That person surrounded by love. Now, on the other side, you got young person, Growing up, Section Eight, no money, one parent, maybe uh, maybe drove across the country two or three times to live with different cousins and shit. Growing up, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And somehow this person works to the point where uh, now in my work, I won't go far too far into my work, but I've been telling people set the small goals. Like if you live like that as a child, then getting to a salary job is a success, right? Right. Yeah. So you get to that from there. Now. You give the other person, the other person we're looking at, they get the job, they're getting fired every week, right? Yep. Right? Yeah. That, 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 that's what we used to. So, so what's better in that situation? The person who had the hard life or the person who's got opportunity after opportunity after opportunity after opportunity? You know what I mean? Like yeah, that it's about perspective. Happened. Yeah. Damn. It's relative. Yeah. Nah, you're right. Because I would say for myself, because, of course, two-parent household, raised with love and all of that. But once I got yep. through college and, like, after that, I really seen how harsh the world can really be out here. You know, right. first-hand and second-hand, because, you know, I'm sure we all know somebody that's been through some shit. It's like, damn, you went through that and you're here with me, like, doing what you're doing. Like, you haven't experienced mm-hmm. anything like that. But it's like, like I said, perspective. It's just, it's wild, bro. But, exactly. I mean, I would say harsh shit because I feel sometimes when you get so much love and there's nothing wrong with getting quote unquote too much love, but it's like you you get coddled mm-hmm. after a while, you know? Right. And when you get coddled, let's just say like we see it with the youth today. You got nephews, we got nephews around the same age. Right. Like the youth today right. they're so coddled by so much stuff. Like you take away the technology or some shit, they're gonna spaz the fuck out. Yep. You know, yep. I'm like, I can't survive yep. without my phone or my PlayStation or whatever. Don't I'm know playing. what's going on. Yeah, like, don't know what's going on. Exactly. Yo, you like, remember when you got to school and mm-hmm. it was some people that couldn't cook for themselves? Hell you yeah. Know, didn't know the little shit. Yep. You know what I mean? Didn't know the little shit. Leaving leaving their door unlocked. You know what Man, I mean? Like yeah. college, place in college. You're like, bro, your door unlocked. You got 
man, what, bro, you know, you're not supposed to wear shoes on the carpet, not just because somebody's going to bitch at you, bro. It's your carpet's fucked up. Exactly. Dirty. <laughs> cracking in dirt, man. Like, what, there's germs yeah. on the concrete. But then you realize that, that that nigga, when he go home on, on the Christmas break, he come back, he's got everything. You know what I mean? He comes back, he's got everything. He even told you you could slide through his spot. You know, during the Christmas break, you meet his people and you see they all on him. Like yeah. you're like, oh man. See, maybe maybe it was all right on my end. Yeah. You know, maybe it was all right. I was mad when they was, you know, I was mad when I was younger, but maybe I was all right on my end. You start to notice it right then and there. Mm-hmm. You know, is it love or do you want the hardship? Because hardship builds a person in this culture for real. Yeah. Nah. That's why they sell it, you know. <laughs> That's a fact, man. They definitely try to repurpose that shit, make it seem like it's some glister glamour type story or right yeah. riches type story. It's like, man, please. I think Joe Budden hit me over the head a couple weeks ago when he said, How come every rapper got a hardship story? <laughs> I I said, He's oh, right. No. I, it's true though. It's it is. True. They need that edge. Cause you know, yeah. every rapper in some way has a gimmick. You know, yeah, you so end, what's the uh, gimmick gonna be? You into grit? What is it? Grit psychology or whatever? Mm, never heard of grit, that. Grit psychology, man. It's a it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. It's the idea that uh, grit. You know what they call grit? Like yeah, of course, and things like that. It's the whole idea that the tougher lifestyle makes you more prepared. You should look it up. It's like grit psychology. I think a lot of football coaches and shit are into it. Yeah. Nah, I gotta look that up. I, yeah, I yeah. Like my therapist though, from football wise. <laughs> A therapist dropped that shit on me a couple years ago. It's like, yeah, man, you know about grit psychology? I said, no, I don't. But like, let me, let me learn more. You uh, know, so that yep. makes sense. That's the that's the way it is. Because then, like, it. I guess there's. Well, I guess this is going to be a perfect subject for the next question. But like, it's kind of weird to me how I see it now. Like, I have cousins I was raised around that were like have nots, and it's always like I was spoiled and shit like that because I had you know. My parents, of course, they didn't give me whatever they wanted, but they're not going to give me everything I wanted because, right. you know, that's how you get spoiled. But it's right. just weird to me how now that we're older and we come of age, you know, it's like people want to have their kids. Like, we have the whole generational wealth talk now, you know. It's like, yeah, hey, man, you don't want to pass it on to my kids. But it's like, but y'all say that. But in the past, now grant people grow. But it's like, y'all used to say, like, yo, man, you don't work for shit. You're just spoiled. Like, you don't, you're not really a quote-unquote boss. You're not really independent because your parents still help you with little shit here and there. And it's like, so which one do you want? Which way does it work? Do you want to be able to provide for your kid or you want your kid to just get out here and figure it out on their own? Exactly. Like, what, exactly. There's, there's no medium to me. And I'm like, at the end of the day, at this point now, I don't give a fuck. Like, right when I do have my kid, I'm going to do whatever I got to do and, you know, put them in a good situation. Exactly. But that whole, like, people are like, yo, you're from the, like, the suburb talk. Me from the suburbs. And so the fuck what? So what? Right, I'm from the suburbs because my parents were from, you know, right. were have nots and didn't have much. And see, one- but that's that's going into the next question. It is. That's a, that's a cultural thing. That's a cultural thing, and we're gonna tag. Like, hey, but real quick before we, I got, I I got this thing about podcasts. I hate when people say stuff mm. and and don't know, don't give it, don't give like the clear explanation. Yeah, you know what I mean. So for the people out there, I I went ahead, I looked it up on Google real quick. Uh, when I look up grit psychology on Google, this first little definition, it talks about things like uh, passion, okay, for a long-term goal, mm-hmm. and and different non-cognitive things that uh, that happen. So, so I guess outside things influencing your life and creating a passion. So the negative creating the positive. So I just wanted to kind of like give like a clear definition if that was a little bit more nah, clear. That's dope. On, uh, on on grit psychology, it's a little bit deeper than that, but that was me quickly yeah. scrambling, reading, and talking, and reading it back. So 
Nah, that's, that's tough. Crazy. I didn't know that. I'm gonna definitely start doing more homework into that shit because I can see how it plays a part in our everyday lives. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. And the thing is, it's black culture. So let's oh, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's yeah. do it. Oh, okay. So, ready. You got me going on. <laughs> yeah. So the next question is: So do you think it's a fair assessment to say that black people as a collective share similar sentiments as the Republican Party, minus the racism, of course, uh, for a disdain for poor people, for or having a disdain for poor people? So this is my thing. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. It. Uh, I believe though. I believe though. Personally, mm-hmm. personally, this is just me. I believe that it starts with religion. Okay. okay, we can break it that down. With, um, it starts with religion. For those who've read like Roots and all that mm-hmm. by Alex Haley, like when you read that book, you like, like they break down certain, like the story just from the story being so fucking long. Yeah, uh, different aspects of slavery are broken down, and there's the parts in it where they like kind of talk about Kunta Kinte. They try to break them down with the Christianity and the whole thing with the name and stuff like that. And when you read that book and like you learn that story of like the, the African slave and stuff like that, you see that Christianity was like square one. Yeah, it's like they get off the boat. We changing your name to a Christian name, and we want you to have these Christian values. And then you look in our history, we kind of took those on as a people. Yeah. Majority. You know, my family did this really interesting split where in the seventies, quite a few of them went Muslim, hmm. you know what I mean? And did that route, which was really interesting. So I've had this double perspective since then, you know, growing up, right. And you, you look at the Christian values and that's honestly where it starts, bruh. I'm out here in Seattle, like, uh, in, you know, a big, you know what it's like up here in Seattle. Like they, they push the, uh, the blue stuff. They push the, yeah. The, the hyper-liberal, the neoliberalism, yeah. you know, the new liberalism and things like that. I shouldn't say neoliberalism because the white folks, they take that and that's a whole nother. <laughs> we'll talk about that. We'll talk about how white people discuss black people in a minute. But For let's sure. stick to this one, right? Basically, what I'm saying is, is up here, like, you know, they push the blue stuff really heavy. And I've watched in many situations, white folk out here use black people's conservatism against them. Right. Mm-hmm. I was at this interesting seminar. You know, we're talking about young people and we're talking about how to relate with them. So we obviously start talking about the LGBTQ community and things like that. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of this shit, black man stands up in the middle of this big ass seminar of like fucking educators, bro. Black, black man. My nigga stands up and goes, look, y'all, I don't have a problem with gay people. Let me tell y'all something. My choir director been gay. We didn't have a. And I just tugged. I swear to on God. <laughs> What? I grabbed my man's shirt. <laughs> I just went and tugged it. Like I reached from around my little table, tugged his shirt, and said, "Hey, bro." And he sat down. Right? Yeah. During the little break, you know how them shits have breaks. Yeah. I said, "Man, my man, let me tell you something, bro. That's a trap. Okay, yeah. these white people out here, they like to set up black people to say the wrong thing because of cultural differences, and then they can point the finger at us and be like." The niggas over there, they're the intolerant ones. That's Not right. us. They're the intolerant ones. They're, look, look at how ignorant they are. That whole discussion during the Democratic uh, the, the Democratic primary where they were like uh, the uneducated voters mm-hmm. of the South and things like that. Niggas. Yep. You know what I mean? Black people. Yep. And that is black conservatism. Black conservatism is, is, is rooted in those types of thoughts and things like that. Just regressive. Just regressive thoughts. And then, so there's two forms of black conservatism, just like how there's two forms of white conservatism. There's the regressive moral form, right? Mm-hmm. That's how I'll describe that shit. And then you have the financial ones. You know what I mean? You, you, you put in the question, like, do black people have a disdain for poor people? Um, not so much that mm-hmm. as 
black people being connected to other black poor people makes it harder for a black person to get rich. Hell yeah. So it's in our culture to shun that shit. You know what I mean? You go back to, but that's also because of how the white man has done things. Like all of our original heroes were pimps, drug dealers, and bad things. And that's because the way culture was set up. That's because Hollywood is racist, you know? But uh, I won't go too far into that. I just wanted to point that out. But like, that's the two forms. That's why I I tweeted the other day, um, you know, if we didn't have to like vote strictly for the least racist you know, candidate, right? You know, for our safety mm-hmm. at this point, if we didn't have to do that, the black vote would probably probably be split. You know, imagine there being two black political parties. You know, I, I really do believe Hove's gonna run for president one day, yeah. and like that would be Hove's party. Listen to fucking four forty four. That was black finances, fucking man, super capitalist venture capitalism by by you know by Jay Z on that shit. Yeah. And and that's really that's really what our people are about, and it's cool. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's cool, as long as we you know get our shit together and become more you know accepting and opening. You know, I don't want our people to be regressive. You know, that's that's sad. Yeah. That makes me sad at times. You know that you, you know the, the the debates that you see on on Twitter. Yeah, you know, uh, the black man with the outside race debate, the black man hating black women debate. Yeah, uh, sick of that shit. Anything, anything anti-LGBTQ, yeah. You know, anything, anything in, in that realm. Kanye with the fucking anti-abortion bullshit, like, and Kanye promotes, you know, black conservatism. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he promotes that shit. And everybody in their family's got some black conservatives. And the, and the thing is, it's not just the Christians. You know, we got black Muslims as wilding. You know what I mean? Yeah, black, we do. Israelites out here wilding. Of course, I see them in DC all the time, bro. <laughs> Bruh, same thing <laughs> in LA. Them niggas was with the mic, man. Just yelling. Oh. Just yelling. But like that's that's my thoughts on that one. That's I, I won't go too far into it. Yeah. I say people should go back and read that Roots by Alex Haley. That shit was wild, bro. Buddy was going to college. Like Kunta Kente was about to go to college, bro. There was college back then. I didn't know. Yeah, man. That's the craziest shit. The beginning of the book. My man was about to go to college, bro. My man was about to go study. He was about to get off. He was about to leave his family and go do some shit with himself. And 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 that and when reading the like the first few chapters of Roots, mm-hmm. I think the Roots remake had the college aspect in it hmm. as well. The one that they did on like AMC or whatever. Oh, but, yeah, uh, see, I know them in that. Right, yeah. right. I think they put that in there too. But the book, like reading that and like if you like, I think people should read that one. Like, see, because I see mad people grabbing the Malcolm X one. Yeah, you know, by Alex Haley, and it's like, yeah, that's a great one. Yeah, but I, I, I would prefer if people grab Roots, yeah, you know, that one because reading that and like seeing like just like when Kunta Kente speaks in the beginning of the book, like it's easy for any black man to read and be like, wow, that sounds like how I talked just a couple, like yeah, that's how I talk now, right? It'll really put you in the chair. Nah, definitely. You want to know, I'll tell you another book that I read not too long ago that really, like, kind of, like, changed my mind. Not changed my mindset, but maybe really see, like, the world for what it is and the way our culture is the way it is. Uh, this book called The FBI War and Tupac Shakur and Black Leaders by mm. uh, John Potash. So, basically, it talked about how, and it goes all the way back to, like, the Panthers and all that stuff. It talked about Bob Marley. It talked about how mm-hmm. uh, Jimi Hendrix, about how, like, at some point in their careers, they were always trying to make a cultural shift for themselves as far as being pro-black and trying to find ways to help out, like, you know, the have-nots and stuff. 
and somehow they all got derailed in some way. And yeah. it also has a lot of uh, somehow, right? Yeah, exactly, quote unquote. <laughs> but it has a lot of uh, sources and stuff in there as well to back up all the claims that it has in the book because some of the stuff mm-hmm. I'm seeing in the book that I read about, like on Tupac and all that, it's all come to like now on little YouTube interviews and shit people talk yeah. about. It's like, wow, that's crazy yeah. to me. How See, they don't want people to know that shit. That's a fact. That is a fact. They didn't even like they didn't even like they have FBI documents in there too, but they only gave mm-hmm. 99 pages. They didn't give the whole mm-hmm. entire thing. They said it he yeah. had over 5,000 pages worth of documents. Bro, they said you wanna, my, what? you wanna know my favorite phrase? My bad, my you bad, good, bro. I, I, I jumped, I jumped, but, <laughs> but cool. bro, you wanna know one of my favorite phrases? What? Um, and all my people around me can tell you this one, you know, and all the people I've I've worked with in the years, they'll tell you my favorite phrase is they do it in front of your face. That's real. They do it all right in front of your face. Like the whole shit happens, right? Like I hate, like we're going to do a conspiracy theory later. I love them and hate them at the same time. That's why I hate Twitter because like, I'm like, bro, it's happening in front of your face. When you see people, oh, they're going through this and they doing that and you got to watch out. <laughs> nigga, if I know, nigga, it's happening in front of your face. Like the coronavirus happened in front of your face. A disease came out. Trump said, nah, open up businesses. Fuck that. And they did that. And people died. Yep. And, and no other underlying shit happened. It was wear the mask, not wear the mask. It was a lot of other things in that. Like the way that our government is set up, it can happen in front of your face. The way that the federal and the state thing goes, it happens in front of your face. We got to see that work. People are like, oh my God, it's falling apart in front of our faces. Like, nah, it just works perfectly in front of our faces. Yeah, it's built like that for a reason. It's the yeah, system. Man. It's doing it's supposed to do. I tell people that with the schools, man. I'm like, the schools, man, public schools, the communities, you know, if you live in a community with good taxes, then you might have a good chance of getting a good education. But at the end of the day, they don't really give a shit about you coming in. You're just another number. Yup, exactly. They're trying to get the funds. Man, tell me about it. That's (laughs) it. That's it. Trying to get paid, that's it. College don't even get me started. They're trying to (laughs) pay it. But go. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Not for sure. You got. I, I would say it's always, always educate yourself uh, through a book, yep. th- through a class, or whatever. Young, like. Yeah. But the thing is, let me tell you, man. Like mm-hmm. you need like educational institutions. At the end of the day, they are what they are. They cost a fuckload of money. That's the fucked up part. But like, go to the one. Don't. I hate people that stand outside the school and go, "Oh, look at you, stupid motherfuckers in school." Like, really, Bruh, I'm making a transaction, bro. You're being scared. Yep. Afraid of growth. You're being scared and you're telling me I'm the dumb one. I'll pay back this loan while you sit and talk your shit. Because those are the same people ignoring science right now. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> like they say, live or die by ignorance, you know? Yeah, man. Ignorance is not bliss, dog. It ain't at all. If anything, it's, it's- bliss at best. Yeah, but at some point you got to face reality, bro. Yeah. That's how I look at it. You can't live in a fantasy land all your life. It's not plausible. Now, don't become a school thumper. I live out here in Seattle, man. It's like being a long episode of Frasier, bro. <laughs> Everywhere that I can see. Like, people love to say, like, oh, I went to the school that was on top of the school, and I'm schooled out. Oh, you know, man. and it's like, damn, motherfucker, relax. <laughs> like, you know? No, nah, man, that's real. So, yeah. uh, I guess the switch gears a little bit. Not really. This is kind of still on part we're talking about. What do you think is the biggest disconnect that we have as a collective? And what do you think it would take to fix it? Oh, my God. This was this one. <coughs> oh, man. Hold on a second. Take your time, me, man. I took some notes. So let me let me pull up my notes. See, yeah. I didn't want to refer to the people that I had notes. That's cool. I took some 
some notes, man. So my thing about this one, man, our biggest disconnect, um, our biggest disconnect is, hmm, God, how like how do I say this? Like, because I just have a bunch of shit like written down, like a bunch of. Make a paraphrase oh, if you have to. Yeah. So, so I feel like our biggest disconnect is um is with is with true knowledge and true exploration of knowledge. Um, people like have really, really fumbled the ball and taken advantage of how much easier it is to get knowledge nowadays. Yeah. Um, I almost look back on it. I was telling my lady the other day that like when I was younger, my mom's a writer, right? Like there was a period where I was um, in between schools kind of, mm-hmm. right? Uh, my ninth grade year, like I was, uh, so there's Maryland, Maryland people listen to this, right? Yeah. Yep, a lot. Year, I was, um, I was at Grace Brethren in Clinton. I heard that school. I was in their homeschool program. So um, my mother was teaching me that year. My mom's a, a author. You know what I mean? My mom uh, wrote for Washington Times when I was little, Post, oh, wow. uh, People Magazine, Gospel Today Magazine. That magazine's not really around anymore. Um, but my mom was, you know, you know, I spent a lot of my childhood in the state house following around for interviews and shit. So that year she took me out of school and like, so the homeschooling was no bitch, right? Right. Uh, basically, I spent that year in libraries all over the Maryland, D.C. area. Like my mom like would just drop me off in Baltimore and tell me go in this library and get to work on some papers. Um, she had me like take majors for a ninth grade year. I, I did, uh, I did politics and I did religion. That was the year that, um, uh, Bush and Kerry were running. So I took politics and religion. I had to do like these two papers, uh, 15 pages a piece. Damn. I did Watergate and I did King James. No teenager should research King James. It'll just make you jaded. Like it was, that's all that did. But like, Damn. But what I'm saying is like at that young age, I was connected to information that fucking Dewey decimal system. You know what I mean? Like I was going in these old ass, big ass libraries and using the fucking card and tracking down the book and sitting there with my headphones and reading and looking in encyclopedias, like picking up an encyclopedia and looking for a topic and finding these old ass encyclopedias, these old ass books and finding these old ass authors and shit like that. Right. Mm -hmm. And then when you are looking at all these old ass books, you realize that there are books coming out tomorrow. Ah. And it's just like that just, you know, it's information. It's so many different people saying so many different things, but there's also a process to putting the book out. You know what I mean? It's not like a tweet. You can't click the blue button and just let it out. Right. You know, like you got to like put it on print. You got to proofread it. You got to do your thing. It's got to pass eyes. Um, so basically what I'm saying is, it's like, I feel like there's a major disconnect with like true knowledge and finding information. Like, like the election, like Trump could win the election because of misinformation being shared on Facebook. Easy. Yep. Like, and, and, and it's so easy to just look at a story headline, not only read the story, but also, like, look up the motherfucker who wrote it. Who wrote it? Right. You know what I mean? Like, yo, we watched Don Lemon. Y'all know what Don Lemon was on a couple years ago? Oh, some wild shit, yeah. Yeah, but lost. now he's our man. Yeah, but now he's our man. And, like, he that's is. cool. But in, in, in learning that story is awesome, right? We got to do that with everything you get information from. People so like, yo, if a if 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 a girl goes on Twitter tomorrow and posts a photo with a fire outfit, there's somebody who's going to legit check everything she's got on in the photo. 
Right. And if God forbid anything is going on, one of her toes look longer than one of the other ones. Somebody's gonna zoom in and be like, "Look at this bitch." <laughs> yeah. And then three tweets later, they will retweet some bullshit news, or they will drop the most bogus take I have ever read in my life. Some of the fucking political takes I read online make me want to jump out of a window. Me too. Like I'm just like, yo, man, you can't. This can't be life. And like. It goes into our next question. It goes like we might as well go into the next jump because I like I was about to go into that. Oh, the pro sports. Yeah, yeah. Yep, okay, so well. <laughs> what's your take on pro sports trying to combat systematic racism at this point? Because I got a great response. But I'll let you go ahead. So, 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 all right. In Happy Land, where everything is like happy and nice and everything, like okay, it's good that the kids are seeing this effort. Definitely. <laughs> like it's good that the kids are seeing this effort. Um. I do believe that we are reaching a point um, where we're maximizing on what we thought we had beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I feel like we thought everybody goes, oh, it wasn't as bad back in the day. Like, nah, 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 nah. We were children. Yeah. You know, what I mean? we were children back in the day. We didn't know what our parents were going through. We didn't know what adults were going through. And if you look at the media from back in the day, you look at an episode of Martin, you look at an episode of Seinfeld, you read the story of things like that. Uh, I believe that art is a reflection of society. So you look at the art you know, from back in the day, you look at the art from the 90s, you look at the art from any era and you see that racism was prevalent as a bitch. Yep. Right. So um, I guess outside looking in, seeing that we're kind of getting to a point where we're actually splitting the road and going, no, like you're racist or you're not. Um, Pretty much. I like that. I like that. I like that we're defining it. You know, um, but at the end of the day, I uh, when I see like Mahomes and shit, Mahomes looked like he was about to cry, bro. Yeah, game pass or something. Watch the beginning, beginning of the game, and look at Mahomes' eyes when he's like walking around and shit. You know, listen to listen, put plug your sound bar in and listen to the audio, listen to the stadium sounds. Oh, he's the one was booing and shit. They were booing, they were yelling, they were it was nasty. Um, yeah. At the end of the day, my take on this is, um, I said it when the quarantine started. I said these athletes are no different than your homeboy that that's working construction, mm-hmm. no different than your homeboy that's working the the blue collared gig that's gotta gotta drive during the quarantine. You know what I mean? I got I got homies that that, that still had to drive. You know, work work driving jobs. I had a homie crossing states. Damn. You know, crossing state lines in the dead ass middle of the quarantine. You know what I mean? Soldier. You know what I mean? Like, you know, yeah. soldier, but he's just doing some regular IT T work, you know? Um, but but at the end of the day, that's that's exactly how they were going to treat the athletes when they created the bubble. I said the N- NBA players shouldn't go in the bubble to set a precedent. I didn't think Pre- so either. I think they should because because now there's an Amazon bubble. Now there's the NFL players out. Now there's this because people accepted that. See, the cool thing about capitalism is we can say, nah, nigga. Yep. If we want to, we have never really successfully said, nah, you know, we we've never if we were to really as a people say no, then then some shit would happen, you know, then 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 we could change it. Like, but that's that's my take on it right there is is. Yeah, I guess it's good for show, but that's all it is. It's for show. um, And it's it's for. Like, I, I, if I can give anybody advice, don't get lost in the internet talk. Don't get lost in the Redskins comments. Nope. You know, because that shit can fuck up your mental. Oh, it will. Trust me. I'm like, going back for some idiot fans as well. 
Like, I guess for me, bro, I, I like the fact that I actually, like, put it on Front Street now, but I feel like it's just all about marketability thing. Like, it's now marketable to be pro-black, even though, you know, exactly. we've been black our whole entire lives, you know. And mm-hmm. then now you got some... And like you say, I saw one idiot, because I tried my best not to argue with strangers on the internet anymore, because I've been doing this since I was a teenager. But it's like, though, I was like, if you have a problem with people trying to do something for equality, then just say you're cool with racism and leave it at that. And if right. you want to be that, fine. Because right. I know how to deal with right. people that's, that's, that move like right. that. Like, right. you stay in that corner, I stay where I'm at. We ain't got to talk. Right. I ain't got to change your mind. They, they've created this smokescreen rhetoric. Yes. You know what I mean? Like they, they've created this rhetoric because at the end of the day, and it's always some white people just still at the end of the day trying to feel bad for themselves. Yes. They don't want to be racist now. They don't want you to see them as racist, but they still need them values. Yeah. You know what I mean? They still need to get them value. Yeah, I hear you, bro. Yeah, it was yeah. like what um and this was a satire really, but I remember on American Dad, it was one episode where it was uh Stan and this one guy that was um Republican like him or whatever, end up passing, end up selling soul to the devil, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, mm-hmm. it was a comment he said on there that really stuck out to me to this day. It's like, I said, say I liked that the point, we were at the point when America, when white men had all of the power, not most of the power. And I'm like, that's exactly what the fuck is the problem right now. Like, yeah, it was mm-hmm. a funny joke to say, but dog, now they're mad because they still have most of the power. They don't have all the fucking power. Right. You know, right. it's like, well, they don't want to give that power up for whatever reason. Right. Because at right. this point, even though I don't like to try to promote any wild shit, bro, we're right here in the middle towards another fucking civil war at this point. Or however mm-hmm. you want to quantify it. Oh, no. At the end of the day, it is what it is, man. Yeah. Yo, yo, like, yo, I got I got a white homie that 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 texts in my phone that like that that tells me stuff like, well, give me insight mm-hmm. as to like mm-hmm. how to how white people are giving it up right now yeah and um it's real like they're upset you know uh when people talk about things like washington california could possibly secede if biden wins like wow that's a joke you know yeah. uh they, california california if it left america would be what seventh sixth fifth richest nation in the country in the world wow i didn't know that Silicon Valley, man. Oh, Silicon right. Valley and Hollywood, man. It's a juggernaut. That's three states put in one. Literally, yeah. And, 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 and what people own there, they own. That's big money. You know what I mean? Kobe was baby money in L.A. Wow. You know, think about it. You know, Kobe's new money. He got rich in his that, 20s. That's you true. People are born rich out there. You're right. You know what I mean? Generationally rich. Damn. You know, like, like that's real. And, um, you know, there's people like that out here in Washington. And there's they, they, like when I moved down to Florida, I realized I oh, was this country big as a bitch. <laughs> like that when I first got to Florida, it was the first thing I said. I said, this country is huge. Right. Because I linked up with some dudes at Full Sail. I invite them over to my crib. We're smoking weed. It's awesome. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the Florida dudes, Florida niggas. Shout out to every nigga from Florida. <laughs> uh, Florida niggas. Man, this is 2011 I'm talking about, bro. Uh-huh. We're talking about school, and one of my Florida homies, he's he's I'm talking about Florida. He goes, Man, yeah, because these crackers, man. And I said, <laughs> I said, My man, we are past that. I said, What are you doing? What are you talking about crackers, man? Um, and then, but then you know, I'm down there for a year or two, and I'm like, Damn, these crackers, man. <laughs> That's real, bro. <laughs> I realized this nation is huge. Yeah, it is, man. <laughs> this nation is huge and culture changes. Um, so yeah, man, I don't think it's an exaggeration to say because man, if there's fucking 17-year-old white boys running out in the streets shooting black people, 
walking past police, uh, getting salutes damn near from the from the uh, from the from the president. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yo, for my religious people, the, the, the wildest shit for my religious people, man, read the Bible because. You know, if you're religious, like Trump, damn near Satan, dog. Like he's tricked the evangelicals into believing he's some type of messiah. <laughs> Nothing he says is the truth. If you go look at the good book, you know what he has brought with him. And the thing is, he always plays dumb to continue his lies and stuff like that. Right. That's the lion. That's the lion that they describe in the Bible. You know, for my for my Christians out there, like for my religious people out there, like um, I'm not religious at all, but I've I've read the shit out that Bible. <laughs> and, um, when you read it and you read like how they describe, like well, like I guess I j- just read it yourself, people. Like I'm not about to sit here and just read how they describe the devil. Like read how Christians describe the devil at one point. Um, some C.S. Lewis shit. I think there's this old C.S. Lewis book called The Screw Tape Letters, where it's like hmm. the devil talking to somebody, or it's I forget. I've read the book as a child. I gotta Google that. But uh, read a C.S. Lewis book and then like look at Trump, and that's just gonna fuck your head up because you're gonna be like, holy shit! Like if if there was like a cartoon about Satan, it, it could you could easily easily adapt Trump. Um, you, you know those evangelicals and stuff. You you gotta feel bad for those people at some point. You know, they, they, they believe, lost in the sauce. <laughs> yeah. And they listen to what these motherfuckers say. And it's like and it's like, damn, then the politicians take advantage of that, that these people have like this odd relationship with God. Like, you know, but I mean, it's no different than anything else. But at the end of the day, it's affecting us in a really fucked up way. So like when you see a 17 year old, you know, drive across a straight a state line, not that far of a state line. Right. It was about 20 miles or yeah. so. Yeah. But to shoot and kill people, he's 17 years old. Like, that's another white teenager shooting, bro. You can look at actual school data like black kids don't shoot each other at school. No. It just doesn't fucking happen. And they talk all this shit about black-on-black crime, but there's been white boys militarizing themselves since the mid-'90s. Yeah, we've seen it. We've seen it first time. We lived through the shit. Not literally, but yeah. It's an annual event. and, and, And that has not been addressed. I don't think it ever because, will, bro. I don't think it ever will because they it, they like it. Yeah, it works. It helps. It helps. It makes money. I can't believe the grand flip. I watched the uh, RNC, the grand flip that they were pulling. They got the dude to show up, man, with the dead son from Parkland, talking about, man, fuck that shit, fuck that no gun shit. I'm with Trump, like, man, That's money, crazy. dog. Money, yeah. man. Money. It's not crazy. It's money. Yeah. I need that, bro. <laughs> like, I tell you, man. Like I tell you, I'll say it right here with being recorded, right? Mm-hmm. If I had money, I'd probably be terrible. Thanks, so? You I'd think probably, that I'd, I'd be trying to keep it? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be trying to keep it, and in order to keep, no, it looks like what I'm seeing about money, nothing doing anything good gets rid of it. True. You lose it doing. You lose it taking care of people. You lose it helping people. You lose it. It's like they penalize each other for being good. Yeah, try to offset it or some shit. Yeah, man. That's- Trump is like it, that's the only way he's gonna lose is if he like continues to step on financial people's toes. And and Biden can take him with that center left shit. He could Ugh. he could try, man. Cause like I can remember someone said this on an episode on like a podcast I listened to. Where they said last time white people got fed up with the nation, they split it in half and created a civil yep. war. And that's yep. really what we're looking towards at this point now, honestly. Yep. And, it, and it's been like this for a while, but now that we have social media and everything, 
content to help expound yeah. on stuff. It's like, dog, yeah. it's been wait, it's been coded. Yeah. It's been waiting for this to so, happen. <laughs> when you talk about social media and politics, I just want to drop this one on you, bro. For sure. Uh, this is something that I feel like people don't think about enough because if people were watching that new, what was it, social disaster film and stuff like that. Yeah, I heard about it. I just want to, I want to drop this dime on people real quick. Like, not dime, but I don't know why I said that. That's I don't, cool. that's <laughs> like, I just want to drop this on people. Like, what side are the fucking tech people on, bro? Because I feel like people think the tech people are like these cool, hip guys that care about us. No, they don't have a lot of money. That's it. They care about money. And like at the end of the day, what has the tech people shown you? The tech people are on their side. Yeah. You know, there are no black people in tech. Oh, shit. Not just saying, you know what? They have, we have a very, very small footprint in tech, black people. Yes. Very, very small. I know of some people in that realm. So why do we trust it? You know? That's like, point. That's a good point. I never thought about it like that, but you're right. Why do we? <laughs> bro, I learned that by living out here, man, by being surrounded by programmers. You know what I mean? These yeah. people are racist, bro. Jesus. They are racist. They are very bad. Ra- bro, think about where the alt-right started. That started on the computer, man. That started on that fucking 4chan and stuff like that. Oh, man. yeah. You're right. Yeah, it started on the computer, man. That's fucking crazy. Uh, and, and we aren't in. We aren't in. We aren't in yet. We got a very small footprint. We aren't in yet. And they already started it without us. Yet another thing. That is the biggest issue. And that's what that's what Jay-Z is on. Yeah. That black, you know, is, is at the end of the day. And I think Ice Cube kind of alludes to it. At the end of the day, until that 400-year head start is equalized, mm-hmm. we, we're not going to be able to solve anything. It needs to start with it. Because, okay, yeah, you can acknowledge it all you want. But we need to be equalized. Yeah, you got to take action with it. <laughs> At the end of the day, Jack Daniels Kentucky whiskey was made on the back backs of black people. Yep. And I say that without looking shit up. I know it was. I've seen the right, I right. report. You, you like like I, I say that without looking shit up because that's how the country was built. Like, bro, the mafia. You know what I mean? Like we like the, we didn't even get a chance at that. Nope. We didn't even get a chance to be gangsters. Nope. We got a chance. We got a chance to play them on movies. Thanks. <laughs> we got a chance to rap about being them. Whole time, there's like real white gangsters that got shit, that own shit. You got gangsters, you know, black gangsters. It's a great book by Donald Goins, Black Gangster. It came out in like the 70s. That's just a side point. One of my favorite books. But anyways, mm-hmm. we got black gangsters arguing and fighting over blocks that they don't own. That's now nah, that sound like Kanye, right? Right. That's but true. At the end of the day, you look at like the real mob. You look at like... Uh, what is it? The real Bugsy Siegel, like the guy who owned the Flamingo, like the, you know, like the, the guy from Casino, I'm pretty sure was a real person. Uh, what was it? The yep. guy from Goodfellas it was a real person and they own real shit. Yep. You know, they own real things yep. and then they get arrested and they get some things taken away, but they still own something because they bought their kids something. And, and and that's the issue with our, with our people, like black people get money and we have to spend. And it's not like we, we act like we're blaming each other, but we're put into a situation like where I just facetiously said, like, if I get money, I'm going to have to be evil. Right. Cause I gotta keep it. Cause nothing good leads to like, like look at Hove's career. Everybody's favorite rich black man. Like look at his career. Yeah. Everybody like, look, look at Bill Cosby's bro. Yeah. Look at Bill Cosby's bro. They, they fucking whipped him into jail so quick That's and, and dragged their feet. To put Weinstein in, let Weinstein trip and fall outside of the <laughs> outside of the courthouse. 
you know, and, and, and let him roll around on the ground and let him cry. And, and they let you, they let the white man, they just drag their fucking feet. And then all of a sudden, like for the black man, though, let's, let's put his ass right up in there. Yeah. See, that takes us, that takes us into the next conspiracy theory. Oh, for sure. So since we're already on it, <laughs> what's the conspiracy theory that you 100% believe in? Why? Man, oh, man. Bro, so when I, I I had to call, I called one of my homeboys video chat, like to show him this question, and, and um, he knows exactly what I'm gonna say, bro. Uh-huh. So so here it goes, bro. Here it goes, man. OJ didn't do it, man. Hmm. Um, I'm a firm believer in OJ didn't do it. I'm also a firm believer that um, I met some friends, like, like I made some friends that were like lawyers and things like that, and they just mm-hmm. worship Johnny Cochran, and that's kind of what started this. Oh wow. Like, I mean, he went to um, GW, George Washington, okay, right, yep. and uh, studied law there. And uh, he loved Johnny Cochran, and that kind of like made me like really look into it. And I looked, and like John, Johnny Cochran was like was like Brady mixed with Shaq, like mixed with Mike type deal. Like, like, like he was just that dude. Like he was just really good at what he does. Like really good at creating this narrative and getting the jury to get behind it. But when you look at the situation with OJ, man. Um, there's a lot of things that first and foremost, like, I don't want people to think that me saying that this theory right here is some type of like, uh, I can't find the word for it, but I don't want people to think that this is me going, Oh, OJ, you know, making it OJ, not doing it. And this whole trial is like some type of reflection on black men. Cause it's not, if anything, it's a lesson for black men. Hell yeah, it is. You never pay give attention. up your fucking people. Right. Right. <laughs> and pay attention. Never. Cause at the end of the day, you're always going to be that. So you might as well not turn your back on that. A lot of contradictions in this conversation here, but that's all good. Uh, that's what we are, man. But, so here we go. Here's why I believe it. Number one, he didn't have any fucking scars for real, bro. True. Like he didn't have any scars for, and the only scar he had was from whooping his other girl's ass. That night. I'm not going to laugh, but God, that's fucking wild. He had, he had, <sighs> he had nail bits from his other girl in his finger. You know what I mean? Yeah. He didn't have the. And 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 this is my thing. You're not going to tell me a retired NFL player that golfs every day can kill two people in their 20s without waking up the kids upstairs. Or alerting the neighbors when we have mad phone calls and videos of this nigga screaming. Go listen to some of them calls where he's like, God damn, bitch. And she's on the phone, like, yo, he's a big run touchdowns. You know who he is. And the, and the, and the people are listening to the calls like they, they have mad calls. So you're going to tell me that he managed to go over there one night and just totally not be in character, but 007 murder a fucking 25 year old man. Bro, when people are about to die, mm-hmm fighting for their lives and there this woman was laying on the stairs with her head almost severed off i heard i'll give you at best oj paid somebody to do it at best i'll give you that but i don't credit him mentally cognitively of even doing that yeah the way the way we seen her move past the situation yes come on man and says I was able to go murder two people. You can't just go murder two people and be walking around. And then that's the other thing, like just everything about him, bro. He was traumatized by the process of the arrest. Yeah. You know, he was traumatized by that. Like, like they had to go easy on him in the jail. People think, oh, they went easy on him because he's OJ. Like, nah, man, like they couldn't have a celebrity kill himself in the jail, so they had to go easy on him. They don't like black people. They don't like black people. 
but they know what they do to not incite. Like that's what that's sad, but that's the decency we're asking for from Trump. Like, like have the decency to like at least treat us like humans. Man, dog, that's been that's an age. I don't even say age old debate. That's a generational debate, bro. Right, like, right. And, and and they they were treating OJ like a human only for the fact that it, his safety would incite greater issues. And they were only two years off of Rodney King. Shit, yeah, that's true. And 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 this is my other thing to also think about with the OJ trial. You go show me where they just happily let black men go after killing two white people. Good luck finding that. Show me that. <laughs> if they if they could have got him, they would. Like if they could have arrested him, they would have. I mean, if they could have put him away forever, they would have. But they couldn't. Yeah. Right, it was a black lawyer leading the black trial for the black man that killed the blonde Aryan fucking looking white woman that was like 18, 20 years old. Man. Come on, man. They'd have got rid of him if they could. And as a matter of fact, they did later yeah. when they finally could get him on something. Bro, you saw how quick they locked up Bill? Yeah. And a heartbeat. They'd have done the same with OJ if they could, bro. He didn't do it, man. Nah, I see what you're saying with that. Like yeah, and then to yeah. speak on how like versatile and multifaceted Cochran was during that same time, he helped mm-hmm. Snoop beat a murder case, mm-hmm. a fucking mm-hmm. murder case. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. come on, bro. Mm-hmm. Go look at, go read like how he spoke like in these cases. And man, bro, the 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 team that dream team, mm-hmm. the fact that Cochran led that team, like some of those other lawyers were on some man. <laughs> Even Shapiro, Shapiro at the end of the day was a master at the fucking um compromise. He was a master at the art of compromise. I'm pretty wow. sure Shapiro did the Menendez brother case. That's another crazy case. The two that that goes to your uh that goes to your uh pending thought of the day, actually. What those were two boys that were raised the, the Menendez brothers. Yeah, I remember hearing about them a little bit. Yo, they were two boys raised allegedly with love. They were growing up in Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. You thought shit was sweet, and you found out these boys fucking bro. Okay, so two, two like early twenties, young, super rich sons mm-hmm. going to their parents' house at night. The parents are watching TV on the couch. They go downstairs with shotguns and blast them out. Damn. And then they drove away from the house, and then they called the police and said that they walked in the house and seen somebody killed them. And and I I, I think NBC did like a cool series on it. You could probably find it on Hulu. Yeah. Uh-huh man because that story was nuts that's twisted just hearing that shit bro but that's your shit right there like you know these motherfuckers grew up with money but you'll find out like a bunch of twisted stuff was going on yeah you know know? but that's the other thing like you know people think that money like separates you from you know really fucked up shit happening but that's not true like it's just human nature to just mess with people you know it is i think it's a part of our brain that just does that for whatever reason Mm -hmm. you know and i guess we gotta find or people Look for ways to, to combat it. At least anybody that's with yeah. a sound and sane mind would, you know. Right. Because we know there's some some twisted motherfuckers out here. Exactly. But exactly. Uh, but I just don't think OJ was one of them. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. I think he's a wild motherfucker. Oh, no question. He's you wild. can tell he's a wild boy, but like I don't think he man, got you limits. gotta be wild, wild. You gotta be I don't know anybody that outside of the military that's killed another person. Like, like that's that's ridiculous. Yeah, like people don't really people like normalize that shit, you know, because you know you hear it in a lot of things and things like that. And I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that have known people that that have done that to to someone, but like that's it's not some regular everyday shit. 
Nah, you're right. You know, because that kind of goes with my conspiracy theory. I was getting ready to say, mm-hmm. I really think this is just me. I really mm-hmm. think the record recording industry is kind of like, in a way, I don't want to say the destabilizing black people, but in a way, I felt like they kind of like the record industry kind of is like uh, microcosm what the world really is, man. Because think of it like this mm-hmm. I looked mm-hmm. at Universal Records, and I talked about this in an episode before too. I think Universal Records was originally owned or ran by what, Napoleon III or some shit. Mm-hmm. The parent company of, of uh, Universal Records, of course. But it's just like these artists make make billions, billions of yep. dollars for all these record labels, and they only get like a small fraction of it. And yep. I'm like, that's insane to me. How I'm, It's the same as the NFL. They sell a dream. Yeah. They sell a dream. They make you rich on their terms. Yep. You're not rich enough to have impact. Facts. And then when you try to use yeah. your impact, bro, and try to get on your yeah. own, Something happens. And it's you false. OD. You get murdered. And it's false. And it's false, anyways. It's like it's 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 false. Um, it's it's really just false, rich. Like I can't false. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? It's just not real. It's not real money. Yeah, it's a facade. Yeah, it's a facade. Like yeah, exactly. In 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 these artists, exact. I totally wholeheartedly believe that conspiracy. And I told you I love and hate conspiracy theories. But yeah, my phrase is they do it right in front of your face because it's not truly a conspiracy. Like what you said is what it is. When artists reach a certain level, some of them die. And in the nineties, two major artists died in like a mad mysterious way. Yeah. Dog. And at the end of the day, yes. that happened in front of our face. Like, that's what you describe it as. Two major artists died in a mysterious way in front of everybody. And then they were immediately replaced. That drives me crazy with this shit. And then, and then one thing that you can say for sure that happens right in front of your face, they do not take care of the artists because they even let the white ones die. Kurt Cobain, yep. Matt Miller, you know what I mean? Janis Joplin. That's three different generations right there of white artists. They just let them die. They do. You know what I mean? the day because you can find another one and how come this is another thing mm-hmm. how come like the average artist like is like 17 15 years old why do you think so take advantage of them mm. go for that flimsy ass contract same thing with the nfl they keep doing this thing where like oh he's getting too old to play he's getting too nigga nah you just don't <laughs> let him take straight steroids the reason why you don't let him take steroids is because he will last forever yeah. the mind will match the body and he will and he will uh thrive and then you owe him fucking bread. But instead, you let him wilt away and fall apart because you got 15 other emaciated 19-year-olds ready to fucking play right now. That's a fact. They do it in front of our face. Oh, that shit's why They do it. Like, like, it's in front of our face. Like, it, 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 it happens because they already set it up. What the fuck can we do about it? We will never... You know, unless something dra- dramatically changes, mm-hmm. get the right amount of influence. It's not balanced. It was a 400-year head start. And the thing is, it didn't just happen to black people in America, bro. Like, like there are still, I think I saw a story getting passed around today. Um, I still need to fact check it. So actually, I shouldn't say. Okay. But I, I'll just paraphrase. Um, look at what the French did to Africa. Look at what oh, the British to India, bro. I just, I just, man. Did you know that Korea was split in thirty minutes? Had no idea. Did you know how it was split? Nah, how it was split by someone looking at a National Geographic, finding a degree angle, and drawing a line through it, and then sending a telegram to, uh, I think Truman was the president of America, and then whoever was in charge in Russia, mm-hmm. because Russia and America were fighting at the time, uh, and they were at war. And it had something to do with Korea, right? It had something to do with possession of Korea. So basically what they did was, is they just said draw. 
and they drew somebody dead ass, bro. Like, I'm not making this up, bro. Like, look it up. Somebody looked at a National Geographic, drew a line through the bitch. And, bro, when they drew the line through uh, Korea, mm-hmm. they um they drew line like they the the bat like the it went through farms. It went through like people's families were split at this point. Wow. And then half of it was communist, half of it was, uh, you know, I guess, you know, American esque, right? Uh huh. Um, and and that's how Korea was split. When you hear that shit, like, like, bro, we we missed out on the power. Yeah, we missed out on the power. We missed out on diplomacy. Like it started without us. Like when you hear the level of bullshit that's happened to other like to other small societies, other at risk societies, like. You just hear the amount of power we don't have. Like when you hear that about Korea, don't you hear like, "Wow, that's the amount of power that we just don't have." That's a fact. Because isn't North Korea <laughs> closer to Russia, right? Yeah. So it makes sense that that's how they roll. And then South Korea—they're not technically close to us, but it makes and, sense on how they more. And so now they're freedom. still the same, though, right? Like they're still like it's still split in half, and it's got like it's still like South Korea, South Korea, and North Korea is North Korea, and it just took thirty minutes, oh. and somebody just drew through it. That's and then just insane. made a call and was like, whatever. And then, like, all this fucked up shit. Yo, America, America, yo, the, it gets crazy. Like, mm-hmm. uh, America, we pick the leader. Like, like America picks the president for South Korea. You know, oh, Russia picked wow. America picked some dude that, like, went to Princeton in America that spoke English that they were like, bro, you're cool. <laughs> and this nigga went back to Korea and 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 just went straight military militia crazy shit. This nigga said, "Everybody who doesn't fuck with me, we're knocking on the door, pulling you out of your house, and shooting you in the head." Wow! And he did that. It's fucking insane, dog. Yeah. The communist dude went and just kicked it with Chairman Mao, and then like now, boof, we have the North Korea we have today. Like that's <laughs> wild, like, man. So basically, we just going off of like puppeteering, basically. It's been puppeteering from the gate. And like if you look at what we got going now, like like what we have, what we have set as goals are the goals that they have set for us. They are benchmarks. Mm. You know, like 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 the, the idea of wealth that we have mm-hmm. as a people, as people that weren't born wealthy, is a benchmark for wealthy people. To, they don't, it's not some welcome in club, but we'll never get there. Nah. We'll never get there. Not the way shit is going. It'll fall apart before you get there. Yup. Yeah. is relying on Blue Ivy. You know, at the end of the day, like <laughs> yeah. it's it's up to them next. Like all oh, everything Jay Z, you like everything Jay Z could die and everything he does could get pissed away tomorrow. You, you saw that happen to Steve Jobs. Like look yeah, at Apple's Apple. done. The brain died, and that was it. And like when you look at that, like that's what capitalism set up. It's just like. It's it's fucked up, but it just becomes kind of hopeless at that point, you know. Like it does not to have like a defeatist attitude towards it, but you're right, bro. No, never nothing defeatist about it, you know, because like still get yours. Yeah, nothing about what I'm saying is saying don't try. Yeah, I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? But I'm just saying you need to know what's going. Like like what what like because at the end of the day, we could fight for socialism and that we could change this. True. You know, we could even the playing field. Like like. They they have enough money to make up for the four hundred year head start. Oh no question. But then I guarantee if they do that, hyperinflation will kick into some shit. Exactly. Fuck the American dollar up. But that's because of them, man. They built it that way, bro. Don't get me started on the school system and how. Like, bro, people are influenced. Like, bro, they treat. Why do they treat reading like making a jump shot? 
Like, why do they put the same amount of pressure and anxiety on young people to read as if like they like they like the way that they teach people how to read? Mm -hmm. It's not a way that like makes someone want to read. Nah, you're right. Cause we had to do a reading. I remember from like elementary school, we had to do a reading log. We had to read a half an hour every night. I used to be like, dog, I do not fight doing this shit. <laughs> Got to the point where my dad was making me like, dog, even when you don't have the reading log no more, read the Washington Post and tell what this is about. I'm like, man, fuck this shit. Thankfully, I mean, yeah. it helped out in the long run, but I didn't yeah. want to do that shit. <laughs> yeah. When really there's no difference between reading and turning on the TV. People go, I want to watch a documentary. I want to watch a documentary. It's no different between reading a nonfiction book. Like, that's the same shit. Like, that's, like, that's real. Like, when you think about it in the grand scheme of things. Like, it's just the medium, man. It's just the medium. And, like, and I want to say to the people, like, if reading is not your bag, that's no big deal. Like, Leonardo da Vinci didn't like to read. Hmm. Like, like that's a fun fact for where, like, he kind of sucked at it. So <laughs> I didn't know that. That's interesting. You know? Yeah, look at that. Like, so people have been sucking at reading since the beginning of time, too. So, like, it's another thing for those people out there who, like, so, like, stop faking on reading the world. Like, I hate watching people post pictures of books, and I'm like, bro, you don't follow books. Like, my lady works in publishing, and my mother's a writer. So, like, I have nothing but books in my life. When we first moved up here to Seattle, we had a joke. We said, well, before we get furniture, we can sleep on these books. <laughs> we moved up here with more books than furniture, like, Bro, I read so much when I first moved up here. And, and also, Seattle's like a city of literature. Like, you know, some cities are city of literature. Like, where they, yeah. like I guess they have a certain type of library or something. I don't know what makes your city a city of literature. I don't know why I know that. That Well, I do know why I know. But so books, man, it's, 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 they're important, but they're not. Like, yeah, it's a lot of power in them, depending on how you in, interpret the work. You know, well, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, so like I was saying earlier, like when you get into the older shits, like, bro, just seeing what people went through and seeing what, how people talked back then and just seeing, like, that we're really still the same way now should let you know, like, how infrastructures fucked us as a people. Oh, you know? no question. Like, it's just built for us to be on some bullshit. Man, you know? speaking of that, one last thing I want to say before we get up out of here, though. I have this old book I got in college, like, a poetry book, mm -hmm. right? And it was mm -hmm. written, like, poems written from slaves. And when you read the, not just the font, but when you read the words... You know how we talk mm -hmm. like with slang and shit like that? A lot of people like cut words in half and say it a certain way. The mm -hmm. same type of dialect that we try to use now, slaves used to have it like that because they couldn't read. They didn't know mm -hmm. how to read. So they try to do the mm -hmm. best they could. So it's like, wow, niggas weren't allowed to read, get murdered for reading, and now niggas just don't want to read. Yes. Fucking crazy. Yes. <laughs> and it's almost for like that reason you should fucking read because like it was low-key illegal at one point so pick up that shit and then like yo honestly i just recommend pick up roots roots is crazy nah, like i almost sure. want to just pick that motherfucker up now nah i'm gonna buy that joint bro it's a good story bro it's a good story and it's deep and like when you see slavery from that perspective from that pov mm -hmm. it's just like it just, it won't, you, like, bro, you know what people used to say back in, like, the 70s? They're like, bro, I read Roots, and I just wanted to fuck my boss up. Like, that's <laughs> just what happens. <laughs> Yo. Because <laughs> you just read it, and you're just like, man, this was a long-ass time ago, and it sounds like now. Like, Dude, like, ain't shit changed. Like I said, I say this all the time, bro. Nothing's changed but technological advances. Everything yeah, no, nope. exactly the fucking yep. same, though. Ain't shit yep. changed. And, and they just sitting up there controlling shit. And it's like, I guess, like, 
I mean, I guess that Jay-Z shit works like that preaching that get us a seat at the table shit. But at the end of the day, I kind of want to kick that table over. I want to kick it over and make my own fucking table, dog. Yep, I'm tired yep. of trying to blend in. I want to just yep. feel comfortable where, I'm, where the fuck I'm at and bring my people yep. with me. So, uh, fuck yep. that shit. Yeah, that's that. Uh, that's a, and that's that's another person to look up. The fucking Charlie Manson, you that know, wild motherfucker. Theory. Like he's like, oh, the black people. Like that's the that's the thing. Like everybody, everybody like has got us like the Dallas Cowboys on the sheet. Like if it went down, we would whoop ass. Like right. they got us looking good on paper. That's my <laughs> the Cowboys joke. That's <laughs> I double back and like finish the Cowboys joke. <laughs> like they got us looking really. Hopefully, hopefully we don't. Hopefully we perform not like the Cowboys. Like that's true. But everybody's on on paper has got us like, oh, black people will fuck shit up. We really don't want it to happen. And it's almost like I think it needs to happen. I think so too. Yeah. At this point, I really <laughs> like, do. Son. It's a, we're over. We're long overdue for this shit. Yeah. At least like smack the shit out of Joe Biden. <laughs> like just like 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 if and when he wins. Like let's just be optimistic. Joe Biden wins. We should just like smack the fucking shit out of him. Be like. Nigga, give us some money. Yeah, we, like, we need change and we want it now. At this bro, point, change, literal change, ching ching. Like, give us bread. Give us bread at this point. Give black people money. Right now, nah, with you, right. fuck it. At this point, what, yeah. what else do we have to fucking lose a, a work towards, man? Like, mm-hmm. god dang, bro. Give us money. Give us peace. Yeah, give us, give us those two things. We'd be straight. Hey, give us justice. Give us peace. If we got bread, we can buy the justice. So just give us the bread. We'll buy the justice. Facts. We tired of asking for justice. Give us the justice. We will cop some. Exactly. So then we can start lobbying like these motherfuckers, these rich motherfuckers. Exactly. Because if we have money, we make lawyers. We make the people. We make the school connections. Imagine like you know, like imagine us just running shit. You know, like that's how you buy the justice. That's because at the end of the day, until we change the faces in the hallways. It's gonna be the same, but at the end of the day, like I said, we are very far from that power. Yeah, we are very, very far. We might get a glimpse. Yeah, you're right. We might get a glimpse of it. You know, Lord willing, we'll get enough breath in our lungs to see it. They, bro, like at the end of the day, like we'll see how this popularization of like being like a mini radical like works out in our favor at the end of the day because like. If it if it gets out of hand and it goes to a point where somebody can force some influence, maybe we will get to see like the little buds of it. I mean, we're like reaping the benefits now. Like, like dog. Like I I made a, a deal with myself. Like I delete every white person, no matter how long I've known them, if they post Trump shit, and that's been quite liberating. <laughs> nah, for real. That's been and it's weird to even say that that as a true is true. Like you know, that's a truth from me. Like. It, it actually does feel quite liberating to like remove people who are Trump supporters from my life um, and just should. make that move. It's, it's, it's liberating and it's empowering in a way, um, because at the end of the day, I feel like that's me slowly doing my part because me as a black male, I am refusing to be a contradiction. Right. I'm I'm speaking how I live. If you are on that Trump shit, you are on that bullshit. Then I'm not with it. Nah, for you real. Know, no compromise with that shit, bro. Yeah, I'm not compromising. And I feel like for the first time in my life, I'm truly not compromising on something. And it's very empowering. I think I might have kind con- and it made me realize I've, I've compromised on a lot of shit. We all have. I know being I have. diplomatic, right? But this is the first thing in my life. I am no longer compromising. Like, if you spew racist bullshit, that's it. I'm with you on that, bro. Yeah. 
fire. For sure. Fucking <laughs> so anything else you can wrap up before we get up out of here? Because we had some other topics, but this conversation was just too good to sidetrack. Yeah, we bodied it. We bodied nah, it, man. For sure. um, shit. Um, man, I see this game getting ready to start up. You know, I'm an AFC North fan, so I'm going to have to watch this, this this hopeful tie. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Tie. Hey man, What's so up? did you secure a PS5? We gotta talk. We gotta be. Let's get. Let's get a current event out the way. Okay. This PS5 drop, dog. Okay. Yo. So can I tell my story real Go quick for, for the PS5? Drop? So look, dog. My job. You you can see on my Twitter. My job is addicted to meetings, dog. Right. With this remote <laughs> shit, they did not know how to handle the remote change. So they're just like, let's have meetings, like to make it look like we're doing shit. So they call meetings, bro. I lie to you not. We have meetings set up throughout the week, and they're just meeting updates about meetings. <laughs> And and like check-ins to make people make sure people got whatever for me. But anyways, I'm in one of those many meetings. Mm-hmm. And this is the thing. I, I go and tell my lady because we're both working from home, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll go into uh, you know her workspace and I go, yo, they've been there's three in a row. And she's like, three in a row of what? I'm like, three in a row of somebody looking at my schedule because, you know, looking at the Outlook schedule and scheduling a meeting at the end of my day. That's fucked up. I had meetings all day. Fucked, right? <laughs> right. So I had a four o'clock yesterday. I'm sitting in this four o'clock and they're talking to me. I took some PTO today. <laughs> I said, I'm getting some PTO. I'm getting off. It's out of here. Because if, if not, this did have been a meeting call during this during this podcast. So um, so I call. I, they're like, oh, oh, Rashad, you're, you're taking your PTO tomorrow. How cool is that? Like, yeah, man, fuck you. Man. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying in my head? Like, man, fuck you. Right. <laughs> Anyways, I told them, they said, what you going to do with your, uh, they were saying, what are you going to do with your PTO? I said, I'm going to probably secure a PS4, PS5 tomorrow. I said, I think I just might do it. I was kind of on the fence. Right. You know, because I, I just built a PC. So I'm like, ah, maybe I'll still jump on that PS5. Right. right. And uh, the bitch drops while I'm in the meeting. Fuck, dog. <laughs> bro, I'm on screen two going ham, bro. My glasses are, still have the glare. I don't have anti-glare. I'm a very, I'm a purist with glasses. That's all I got to say. So <laughs> no glare on the glasses. I got the glare. It's shining. Anyways, uh, the, the glare is going crazy on my glasses. I'm like, I know they can see Best Buy. I know they can see the blue. I'm Bro, I'm 30 minutes of that meeting I spent trying to secure a PS5. Mm-hmm. And I talked to my homie after I didn't secure one Damn. yesterday. I said, um, I will never try again to spend money. Hmm. I said, I will I... never try to spend money again. Like, I, that was, I didn't like that experience. And then that's really what made me just go, fuck it. I, if it comes out and they got them available, I'll cop one. Yeah. I'm really actually, as a PC guy now, I'm leaning towards the Xbox just because it's almost like an accessory for your PS4. I mean, for your uh, PC. Right. You know, Xbox is yeah, basically an accessory. So, thinking about that, but my man, did you secure one? I did actually, because I got <sighs> fucked over by Walmart. First. Put some applause in this shit, man. I'm a, damn. Let me see if I got my soundboard thing real quick. But nah, like Flip McCall had fucked me over, fucking uh, Walmart, because they was talking about that was sold out and shit. And I'm like, all right, even though it was supposed to be a pre-order, so I went to Target online, checked the joint, mm-hmm. and I got through. Finally, cause I, don't, I wanted the one with the motherfucking which I'm gonna call it with the uh, disc tray. I don't want the one without the disc tray, you know. Cause I, I still watch Blu-rays yeah. even though. Okay. Yeah, okay. There was applause. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Yo, we might have to do a part two because I want to talk movies with you. But you know, I, I'll let you know. We, we're going to do a shameless plug at the end of this one. Oh, for sure. We got to talk movies on record. Very soon. Oh yeah, you'll be back, bro. We for sure. Blu-rays. So you you got the one with the disc tray is what you tell yes, me. Yes, sir. This is, 
but it's backwards compatible, right? So Allegedly. you gotta go astray. See, I went for the digital mm-hmm. because I have been a strictly no disc person. What really? But that yes, I'm no. I've been um like discless for a brick. Like only discs we have in this house are for decoration. <laughs> like we have um you know like DVD case. We're both like mad in the movies. Well, you know, me and my perfect. Yeah, yeah, you know, I went to film school. You know, I went to film school, yep. and then she, uh, she worked at a video store in LA called Cinephile. It was on like Hollywood Boulevard. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it, like Tarantino used to fall through and shit. Oh like, wow! And, go and rent videos from there. Yeah, so like it was like this video crew, and then you know, LA. You know, somebody like she's from LA, so like if somebody's from LA, you you already know they they got some weird connection and stuff like that. Yep. So this household. You know what I mean? Like we are a watch everything household. We are so I hear you on uh getting the disc slot, but I but for that reason I like to have something specifically if I want to use a disc. Yeah, gotta have the Blu-ray player, just the blue. I'm like just that. You know, we got a VCR too in this month. Oh wow, man, you're keeping it real nostalgic. <laughs> All that bullshit is for show though, Jack. I'm about to say because man, run them tapes back, boy, and they probably yeah. old as fuck now too. They old as a motherfucking decoration, dog. So let me let me hear this. Mm-hmm. What's the first game you're playing on the five? Shit, man. Now you got me thinking because I don't know. I don't want to get another Call of Duty because I'm more so Modern Warfare mm-hmm. strictly, but I might have to get mm-hmm. the uh, Black Ops. Would that be five now? It might be Black Ops five, bro. Damn. It might be because, matter of fact, I upgrade my no team. Miles, no, no Miles Morales? I think that is. Spider Man? Man, yeah. dog. I, I had to flip a coin. I'm th- I, I could get both if I wanted to, but we'll see how it works out, bro. What's the hours? Yeah. Cause I ain't played Spider Man since PlayStation Two, bro. Woo, it's been a minute. It. It's been a long. The Spider Man on four. The it Spider-Man did come out on four, but I ain't buy that joint. It's it's um, yo, man. I'm looking around. I'm looking over my shoulder. It's bro. It's low key. Like it's it's a brainless game. It's a mid. It's a mid. Like you 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 play it and just fly around and do your thing and you know whatever whatever. It's not. You know, if you want to get into a good story, you know, there's other games for that. But like Miles Morales just looks aesthetically pleasing. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, dude. So, yo, if I can plug a game, oh, I'm trying to it. tell people my game of the year, even though it came out in 2016. That's cool. Watch Dogs 2. Uh, Watch Dogs 2, man. I remember that. Because that was the genre where you could take over like street lights and everything, basically. <laughs> and the main character's black. I didn't know that. Yo, the game, so Ubisoft is a really interesting game company. Mm-hmm. They're going through some really crazy Me Too drama right now. Right. But it makes me sad that they're going through all of that because, like, they obvi- they had this big thing about getting black people in the game, like, working in the game. And, like, the game, Watch Dogs 2, the story is um, you're a part of, like, this computer gang and, like, you're in San Francisco, bro. They got everything. They got Oracle in it. They got the baseball field, and it's really cool, really beautiful game. Um, but like, you're a part of this computer crew, and like, you're taking down like local government people. You're fighting with this like Mark Zuckerberg type motherfucker. Like, <laughs> the, yo, they got a transgender. Uh, they got a transgender politician in the game. Wow. Yeah, I was like, wow, progressive. I was going like, to say that. That's what I was looking for. Like, game progressive as a bitch like but um you play as a black person bro like for anybody who who like hasn't played a full game as a black person like mm-hmm. that shit that shit like that shit is hard i like i love that game for that reason black representation in games like 
yeah, if we can just say that in public right now, black represent rep, black representation in games needs to fucking happen. We do, man. Well, we've been on it since the, its inception. So the fuck. Yeah, yeah, man. They don't have all the black hair on Madden. That's fucking wild. Well, you know that. Yo, how do they not have the braids? You know, it's and they don't have like the little. I yo, I hate those mohawks, man. Yeah, man. They, you know how they go. Mohawk. Yeah. We'll talk about, about Mahomes. We're gonna let him get his money, but we're gonna talk about him. <laughs> no, nah, we won't. Yeah. When I have you back on here, bro, we definitely gonna do a deep dive on some of that and yes, movies sir. and everything. But yes, uh, anything you want to um, I guess shout out or plug with people to find you at. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So this this was quite serendipitous of you. Um, next week, uh, me and my boys, like we've been talking about this, uh, we've been working on this grand fucking uh playlist on Spotify. Okay. Um, we're calling it the Wordsmith playlist. Uh, right now, it's like got a thousand, over a thousand songs on it. We're chopping it down. Um, the idea on the, the playlist is uh, the greatest rappers, spitters, cool. five mics, like only spitters. But we want at least like 24 hours or more Jeez. of play time on it. Right. So we're working on this playlist. Um, we, uh, we, we're, we're also releasing a podcast ourselves, and we, we're going to put our first episode out hopefully next week. Um, All right, back we back. Our, Yep, we call ourselves the Anthem Protest Group. You know, that's that's and it's gonna be called the Anthem Protest Group Podcast. Um, me, my buddy J Classic, my buddy J Hop. We should call it JJ Shod, but you know, <laughs> they, they, they probably wouldn't fuck with that one. But yeah. yeah, we call ourselves the Anthem Protest Group. We we're gonna be talking about um sports, uh, sports specifically, a uh, little bit of music, a little bit of other bullshit too. But um. We really just get into these really crazy arguments about football. And, um, you know, I'm the aspiring coach out here. I'm trying to get on the, you know, sideline before I call call it quits. I want to coach like a kid's team. That'd um, be dope. Yeah, yeah. So I've been doing my study and shit. So they, they, so it's going to be fun, man. Like, we give each other a lot of shit. Uh, Mia is a Ravens fan. Uh, one is a uh, Cowboys fan. And we got a Chiefs fan, like a legit from Kansas City, Missouri Chiefs fan. Very intolerable. Um, <laughs> disclaimer right now for you hear this man talk like, yo, um, he's got a kid, right? Mm-hmm. He's got a kid, right? Uh, when when the kid was young, um, I pulled up to his house. I met him in L.A. I pulled up to his house. I had a Raven shirt on, right? Mm-hmm. His kid walks up to me and goes, oh, man, nice shirt. I go, yeah. And then the kid goes over to him and goes, daddy, where can you get me a purple chief shirt? And I said, yo, you got this kid's mind warped. They don't even know they're on the teams. Hey, that's fucked up, bro. Oh my goodness. But man, he he knows he knows his ball. Um, he knows pause, pause, whoa. Yeah. He knows he knows the sport. He knows yeah. the sport. And um, we're gonna be talking some good shit. So we'll have to reciprocate and have you as a guest because we definitely need a uh, Washington. Ah oh, man, a Washington football team fan. Oh, for sure. I'm sorry about the team, the name thing. It's cool, man. You know, at the end of the day, whatever they call him, call him Blue Dog shit. I'm a rep for him, so yeah. it's cool, man. But now nah, for sure, I'll, I'll definitely let me know when y'all uh, get everything situated with that. I want me to be a guest, man. I'm always down. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We'll talk soon, man. For sure, bro. Well, talk for those soon. that don't know, uh, follow me, Shadow Solo on Twitter, Shadow Solo on Instagram now, and y'all know why since the last podcast, why my Instagram got fucked up. Um, the podcast is at Thoughts Pending Pod with no G on, no, Thoughts Pending with no G on Twitter, Thoughts Pending Pod on Instagram, and Shad, I'll plug your stuff into the, time, uh, the description if you want me to. Absolutely, absolutely. I only got like forty fucking followers on this new Twitter, so you know I'm hoping uh 
I'm hoping this blows me up. Man. Thoughts pending. Yeah, we're gonna try. I'm gonna try, thoughts. man. You know, once you we, we going from thoughts pending to thoughts trending. Let's go. <laughs> hey, that's real. That's the that's the episode title, matter of fact. I like that. But that so <laughs> this is all our time till next time, y'all. We are out. All right, dog. Peace. Peace.